I want to speak to you from a scripture in Ecclesiastes 9, 11, chapter 9, verse 11. Say amen when you have it. Now, I'm going to tell you the truth. I don't know what God was doing when he put this together and put it in my mind, but I'm just going to say what God told me to say. Just, just, just walk with me. It'll, it'll all make sense <laughs> by the end. But the Bible says, I returned or I reflected. And saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, neither yet bread to the wise, nor yet riches to men of understanding, nor yet favor to men of skill. But time and chance happen to them all. I want to speak to you from the subject, God gives grace to all. But throughout history, man has always thought the faster a person runs, the more races they will win. Man has always thought that the stronger a person is, the more fights they will win. We have always thought that the more wise and keen a person is, the more success and the more money they will have. And we see more and more today that that is not true because it's a whole lot of successful people with a whole lot of money, but they don't have wisdom and they don't have any sense. I think I can go sit down. <laughs> but we all need to understand that God's favor is not just sitting somewhere because you got skills, because you're strong, because you're wise. The text says that time and chance happen to them all. We are all in this statement, them all. Time and chance happen to us all. This reinforces another scripture that says it rains on the just and the unjust. Basically, this is saying that everyone deals with the same things and everyone living has the same fate unless they are covered by God's grace. A rich man lays in the grave just like a poor man. And it is only the grace of God that enables either one of them to go, to go beyond the point of death into the presence of the Lord. It's this thing called grace that gives us a new life that is not condemned by God. Through God's grace, we are forgiven, 
Our thinking is transformed, which results in the renewal of our minds and our hearts. Through grace, we're able to live the kind of life that God would like every one of his children to experience. Some people think they can gain God's grace by what they do. But remember, it was God's grace that saved you in the first place. God applied grace to your life before you even knew anything about him. So I thank God for his grace. When we were far away from God, living in sin, God's son had already given his life for you. Jesus died for you before you believed. So it was not even your belief that caused his grace to come to be. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. The writer of the text felt that after seeing all through life and pretty much understanding all that he saw, he returned to the thought that it does not matter who you are. It doesn't matter how you live. It doesn't matter how much money you got in your bank account. It don't matter how many pairs of red bottom shoes you got in your closet. It doesn't matter who you are. Bad things and good things will always happen. You will always have to go through the ups and the downs. And I guess somebody may be feeling like you, I came to church for this bad news and this can't possibly be the gospel. But it is, but... If you hold on with me, I have a little bit of good news, but it's coming. But a little bit of bad, don't clap yet, because I got some more bad news. The writer of the text basically was saying, we can't control the outcome of our life. That's not good news. It doesn't make me happy to know I can't control the outcomes of my life. But the good news is we can't hang on to our life, but we can hang on to God's grace. I'm trying to take my time because I don't want to finish too quick. <laughs> but I thank God that bread is not laid up for the wise, I thank God that success is not laid up for the strong. Or I thank God that his love for me is not contingent on anything I do. I've been very unwise in my life, but God still blessed me by his grace. It wasn't my wisdom. It it, it wasn't my strength. It wasn't my good looks that got me over. It was God's grace. Hallelujah. Now, I must bring to your attention 
the fact that the text speaks about winning races, winning battles, eating bread, riches and understanding, and favor. Now notice for each of these things, the scripture listed a description with each one. In the race, swift was mentioned. In the battle, the strongest was mentioned, and so on. But you are not living life until you see yourself in the last words of this text. Time and chance happen to them all. Until you understand that you may not be the most swift, strong, wise, and favored person alive, you will never understand why you need God's grace. Since time and chance, good and bad, ups and downs happen to us all, nobody can look down on anybody else because we all are in need of God's grace. If you know anything about grace, you know that grace can lift you higher than anything in existence. You know that grace can get you places that you never thought you could make it to. When Paul was stuck at a certain point in his life, he prayed to God. He pleaded with God, and he pleaded that God would step in, but God didn't step in because the grace that God already provided was sufficient. And I dare you to look back over your life and remember those times that you didn't have the tools to make it, you didn't have the strength to stand, you didn't have the power to keep walking on, but it was God's grace that carried you through what you were dealing with. It, you didn't do anything for it, you didn't work for it, you didn't have enough money in your bank to get this grace, but the grace was freely given. It was unmerited favor given to you. For God so loved the world that he gave. He gave freely. He didn't give us an Indian gift, but he gave a free gift to all who would receive it. It doesn't matter how fast or slow you are, how high your IQ is, or how low it is. God's grace is sufficient, and God can bring success into your life no matter what state you're in. Somebody might be feeling like they aren't the best. I'm not the strongest. I'm not the most powerful. I'm not the smartest. Well, based on what the Bible says, you don't have to be the best or the smartest. You just have to be looking to God in the midst of your situation, and God will step in and start rearranging the situation in your life. Understand that since bad and good things happen to everybody, you better learn how to see God in everything. And if you love him and are called according to his purpose, understand that everything is going to work out for your good. Since bad and good things happen, there's no way around it and God's grace is sufficient for you, you should be able to rejoice and pray without ceasing. And in any situation, you should be able to give thanks because this is God's will in Christ concerning you. 
Being the fastest is not your concern. Just running the race before you is. Being the strongest is not your concern, but letting the Lord fight your battles is your concern. If you walk by faith and not by sight, you don't have to be the wisest person. You don't have to be the smartest person, but you will understand that the Lord will provide. When you were down to nothing, it was God's grace that brought him close enough to you to give into your life. When you didn't have no strength, it was the grace of God that provided you with strength. God has provided for me so many times in the past when I didn't even have the mindset to keep on going. God applied grace to my life and he worked on my heart and worked on my mind so I could keep putting one foot in front of the other. It wasn't because I lifted weights. It wasn't because my last name was Blake. It wasn't because I did everything right. It was because God loved me enough to apply some grace in my life. I didn't deserve it. I didn't work for it. It was just freely given because God wanted to save us. Ephesians chapter 2 verses 4 and 5 read this way. But God who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us even when we were dead in sin. Can anybody remember when they were dead in sin? Even when we were dead in sins, he hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace ye are saved. Matthew 26, 28. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Only the blood and grace of Jesus could cover our sins. We were trapped in sin, but it was God's grace that gave us a door where there wasn't a door. God's grace made a way out of no way. Now understand this also about grace. God's grace was given in order to bring us close to God. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 13. But now in Christ Jesus... You who once were afar off have been brought near by the blood of Jesus Christ. We couldn't get the blood without the grace. So we couldn't get close to God. It wasn't anything about us that brought us close, but it was God's grace. Hallelujah. Give God praise for his grace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus. I guess y'all can tell it's kind of hot up here. <laughs> I'm just taking a break. I'm trying not to fall out. <laughs> but we need to understand that it was nothing that we did that caused God to give us grace not our wisdom and understanding 
but it was only because Jesus loved us. So the Bible says, let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. In these lives we live, there will always be a time of need. But if you take that time of need to the Lord in prayer, you will obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. The disciples were in so many different times of need. They were in a storm, but they called on Jesus, and Jesus calmed the storm. Peter was locked away in Herod's jail, awaiting a very bad fate, and he was asleep, but an angel touched him because the people were praying. An angel touched him, and God's grace was sufficient for him in that situation, and Peter walked on to his freedom. Many theologians believe that Solomon, who was the writer of the text, many theologians believe that he was, if he was here today, he would say it doesn't matter if you're the fastest or the strongest, the most beautiful or even the smartest. It doesn't matter if you up or down, rich or poor, you can still win the race. Even if you don't have the tools, you can still win the battle. You can still make it, but your trust has to be in God. It doesn't matter if the odds are in your favor or not. And I've seen life on both sides of the coin. I've had it good and I've had it bad. And I thank God his grace applies to us in any situation we could be in. He healed me because I couldn't heal myself. He loved me when I didn't love myself. He saved me when I couldn't save myself. When I was down to my last, God's grace lifted me. And when I was up high, his grace sustained me. And I thank God for his grace because we're all covered by his grace. Whatever kind of situation you're in, whatever kind of pain you are feeling right now, understand that if God's grace can pull you out of sin, God's grace can work in that situation and work on your pain. God's grace lifted me when I was low and it sustained me when I was high. God's grace is amazing. When I got shot years ago, I got shot in my chest with a 45 point blank range. My parents and I dealt with the same situation. Similar confusion, almost similar pain. A bad thing happened to every one of us and it didn't matter who was living right or who was living wrong all of us dealt with a bad situation we had similar fear similar thoughts similar feelings we were all in shambles in this situation 
But when God's grace stepped in the situation, it was sufficient for wrong old me. It was sufficient for saintly old them. God's grace worked in such a way where it was applied to each and every one of us in the same situation, and it gave us all different things that we all needed to be complete. So because Jesus loved me when I was an enemy, I have to love him back. Because Jesus applied grace to my life when I didn't even care about life, I have to live for him. I have to give God praise. Philippians chapter 2 verse 13 says, For it is God who is at work in you both to will and, and to do for his good pleasure. And that means whatever gifts and abilities God has given us by his grace, we should use them for his glory. God's grace and blessings were not only simply given for us just to come and sit in church, but they were given that we might not only be blessed, but also be a blessing. Since we have received all of this grace and undeserved favor, we should exercise the gift that grace provides and spread grace and favor into other people's lives. If we didn't deserve it, how are we going to step back and say who deserves it and who doesn't? If God applied grace to your life, you got to apply grace to other people's life. If God granted mercy to you, you have to give other people mercy. God has been too good to you for you to be mean to other people. God has invested everything into you and when you treat other people with grace that means you're walking in grace that means you're giving God a good return on his investment he has invested so much into you he invested his son so because we have this grace and undeserved favor we should thank God with all that we have God gives us unmerited favor in so many different forms. Elder Graves said a few minute ago, minutes ago that his grace and mercy is limitless. His grace and mercy is let thank God. His grace, I don't deserve it. I, I mean, his, his grace and mercy is limitless. Think about that. If he doesn't limit his grace and mercy, who are we to limit our praise? We come to church. We receive blessings from God. We, we receive miracles from God. But we come sit up in church and fold our arms and cross our leg and sit there like nobody's saying anything. God has been too giving with his mercy and his grace for me to not be giving with my worship and my praise. So I have to worship God for who he is. I have to worship God for what he's done. Jesus. Jesus. God didn't hold back when he gave us Jesus. Jesus didn't hold back when he gave his life. So why should we hold back when it comes to lifting up the name of Jesus? Because Jesus said, if I be lifted up, 
I will draw all men unto myself. We need to stop worrying about drawing people to us and just lift up Jesus and get people to focus on Jesus. Jesus. Hallelujah. God gives grace to all of us. So wherever you are in life, don't feel bad that you're in a negative situation. God's got grace for that. Don't get too high on yourself <laughs> if you're in a high place. But just understand, God, thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. I'm going to praise you when it's good. And I'm going to praise you when it's bad. Because it's your grace that makes it possible for me to walk on and keep on stepping in the midst of any situation. I don't have a plan to deal with every one of these situations. But I do have some hills that I can look up to because I know where my help comes from and all of my help come from the Lord. I didn't deserve it. Didn't work for it. Couldn't pay for it. it was nothing I did. <laughs> nothing I did made it possible for grace to exist. But believing in Jesus, living for Jesus made it possible to walk in this grace that's always existed. Time and chance happen to us all. And since that is the case, don't you think it would be better to go through time and chance covered by God's grace? I think it would be better. So I'm just about finishing. I want to tell you all a little story before I go to my seat. I don't remember who told the story and I don't remember where I heard the story, but in relation to this message, it makes perfect sense. There were three men on a ship. They were traveling to a destination. And in the middle of this trip, the ship sank and the three men died. And they found themselves before the gates of heaven. As they stood there, an angel showed up and he asked one of them, what will get you beyond this gate? The pearly gates of heaven, what will get you beyond this gate? The man stuck his chest out and the man said, well, I love God. All of a sudden, the man just disappeared. Nowhere to be seen. The angel turned and looked at the second man and said, well, how do you get through these gates? The second man said, 
Well, I love God and I'm obedient. And all of a sudden, he disappeared too. But something special about the third man, he was a Christian, he was a believer. So the angel looked at him and said, well, you know the drill. How do you get beyond? How do you get beyond this gate? The believer said, grace. Only grace. Only grace can get you certain places. We need to stop hanging so much on ourselves and understand that it is God that makes us good. It is God that makes us anything. And without God, we are nothing. I'm not better than you. You're not better than me. But what makes all of us worth anything is the fact that God sent his grace into our lives. So if you happy for God's grace, because I know I am, if you happy for that grace, put your hands together and thank him for his grace. Hallelujah. 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 Grace has always been there, but you just don't have it. The Bible says if you believe on the name of Jesus, you shall be saved. Salvation is in existence, but everyone does not have salvation. It's kind of like walking in the grace of God. Everyone does not have salvation. But there's something that you have to do. I lived life. <laughs> I lived life the hard way. Grace was always sitting there, but I decided I don't need grace. I, I know what I'm doing. I'm going to just do what I want to do. After getting beat up, <laughs> after living in pain, after suffering, not knowing what to do with my suffering, I remember Bishop Blake always used to say, cast your care. Cast your cares on God. So I started trying to cast my cares on God but I still hadn't walked in the grace. I still didn't believe him the way I needed to believe him. But once I started really trusting God, really giving him my situations, my life changed. It was the grace of God that changed me. Some of y'all may know what I'm saying. I mean, I. You know, I didn't even stand up straight. <laughs> but it was God's grace that made anything special about me. If you don't think there's anything special about you, you need to understand how God sees you. And you need to look at yourself the way God looks at you. 
you have to apply some grace to your own life. Give yourself a little bit of mercy. So right now, somebody needs to walk in grace and partake of the great mercy of God. You might be living life. You might have been living life trying to do everything on your own. You thought you had everything under control. You thought you had enough money in the bank. You thought you had wisdom to know to do, to know what to do in every situation. I'm here to tell you today, you don't, you can't make it without Jesus. So I want to take this time, I've been here <laughs> quite a while, but I want to take this time to introduce you to the grace giver, to the salvation giver. I want to introduce you to Jesus Christ, and I guarantee you, your life will never, ever, ever be the same. If you don't know Jesus, and you want to be a partaker in this thing called grace, wave at me. Come down to the altar. I want to say a quick prayer with you. Our altar workers want to work with you for a few minutes. And I guarantee you, you will see life out of a different lens. He's been too merciful and graceful for you not to take this opportunity. Jesus waited for us for I don't know how long so we can give it another minute. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is not only a call for salvation, but if you need prayer in the area of grace, if you need to be able to see the grace of God in your life, or if you want to be able to apply, if you want to be a, a, a more graceful person, I want to pray with you. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Let's praise God for these coming to the altar. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now everyone praise God for his grace. Everything God gave was an act of grace. Hallelujah. All of you, please repeat this prayer after me. Heavenly Father, I believe Jesus is your son. I believe he died on the cross and rose on the third day. And by this, salvation is available to me. So Jesus, come into my life. Forgive me for my sins. 
and create in me a new heart and mind. Thank you for the change. In Jesus' name, thank God. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. If you all prayed that prayer for the first time, I want you to know that you've made the greatest decision in your life. So everyone, please turn to your left and you're going to follow Brother Tyrone Petrie. He wants to get some information from you and spend a moment of time with you. You'll be back with your families and friends in a few minutes. Y'all, let's praise God for these souls that came into the kingdom of God.